0: Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of LiveHealthy.AE, and this is the LiveHealthy.AE podcast. Each week, we will interview leaders in the UAE's health and wellness community, and we'll explore topics you read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women. And now it's time to meet this week's guest. Okay, so today on the Live Healthy podcast, we have Abdul Rahman. He runs the Instagram account, A Day with Abdul, and I just need to sort of ask you first, how did this get started? How did you start this project?
1: So first of all, good afternoon. Uh, (laughs) Yes, my name is Abdul Rahman. Well done on the pronunciation. Oh, really? I don't know. (laughs) I deserve that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Maybe an average, average on the pronunciation. (laughs) No, no, you you did well. You did
1: well. So, A Day with Abdul. Yes, this is kind of uh, my effort to basically explain to the people living in Abu Dhabi, meaning expats, uh, as well as uh, people abroad, uh, a bit about what Abu Dhabi has to offer. Um, I hear a lot um, due to, you know, living abroad. I graduated actually from the States, um, and then... You know, living in Abu Dhabi, you have a lot of people from international communities, etc. Every time telling me, hey, there's nothing really much to do here in Abu Dhabi. Let's just go to Dubai on the weekend or even during the week just to do something and come back. And um, I decided to, instead of accepting that... Can I just
0: stop you for a second? How does that feel when you grew up in a place? I hear this all the time. (laughs) And I've lived here for almost 13 years and I love it. But how does that feel when you were born and raised in a place and someone comes here and says that?
1: it's it's kind of frustrating i, I wouldn't say i'm offended because i i don't take that as offensive at all um i just sit, look at where they're coming from and maybe they're right at some you know to some degree let's say because basically uh like i mentioned earlier the people or i think a lot of people don't really show off what we have here mm-hmm. uh, and if there is an event happening or something everyone will just you know Tell their closest friends or whatever. There isn't like a source of media that tells you, "Hey, there is something going on
0: this week. There's something really big." Um, you are so right because I'm always hearing of my friends say, "Oh, I was at this," or they'll send me photos from something and it's a huge event, and I'm in the media and I'm think, "Why didn't I know about this? Great, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? this amazing event's happening." Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, I think I mean not to go off of uh, away from the subject, but I think what at some point I want to I want to do is to create. Uh, some sort of platform or um, a weekly journal or something to tell people, all right, we have a, you know, A, B, C, whatever, that you can do this week in Abu Dhabi. So, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, that's a project for the future.
0: Okay, so you wanted friends and people you know that said there's nothing to do in Abu Dhabi. You, did you want prove them wrong? You- kind of, actually, a little
1: bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I started, actually, my tagline was, oh, you think Abu Dhabi is boring? You know, let me show you um, through, through my videos that it's not. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and so that's how I kind of started and it was my birthday as well, okay. so I said, okay I want to challenge myself something new. So, you know uh, First day of my birthday 20, um, sorry last year I just started video number one and okay. I was talking about uh, Eid here in Abu Dhabi and the festivities yeah.
0: Okay, and then tell me what have what have you shown people in that time?
1: Wow, all right. I'm on 98 mm. video number 98, so I'm almost uh, done with the full series Uh, I covered all sorts of things. Uh, The main uh, sites in Abu Dhabi, uh, speaking about them through a different perspective. Uh, I talked about uh, different topics like Eid and also topics about uh, Ramadan, etc. I covered topics on uh, special events as well happening around... uh, Like what? um, Did you do any
0: sporting events or did you have... uh it
1: must be some traditional events, like Eid, for, okay. for instance, but through a different perspective again. Okay. Like uh, uh, I did, um, I was contracted by the DCT, or Department mm-hmm. of Culture and Tourism, to produce a um, an hour-long uh, Eid f- special. And it was more of a live. People ask questions about uh, different traditions. So I covered uh, what sort of food we eat, what sort of uh, perfume we put on, mm-hmm. and what we wear, et cetera.
0: Okay. So when you want to people about what really is going on in Abu Dhabi, where do you take them? What do you tell them? Like, what, what do you, how do you describe the city? It's not Dubai.
1: It's not Dubai. That's, <laughs> that's number one. Um, I tell them that Abu Dhabi is not only what, visi- what you see visibly in terms of expats versus locals, which is true, but even the locals themselves are diverse. Abu Dhabi wasn't built solely by the people that are from this city. So for instance, my personal history actually comes from Ras al Khaimah. My tribe migrated here in the 60s due to some conflict happening there. And we were joined in with the community around 60 after 66. Um, and not only us, but a lot of tribes came from Yemen and from other parts of the region as well. Um, and, and that's how Abu Dhabi formed. It was more, more or less kind of like gathering people from different uh, locations around the area uh,
0: in the beginning. Yeah. So you think, well, you know, like people who move here don't really appreciate that diversity within a group that we think is homogenous. Exactly. assume, right? Yeah. So how does that play out? How does that play out? It's like a fun way that you can describe to us how that...
1: Uh, I mean, in the beginning, it was a bit, um, I, I, I would call it a bit... Um, Maybe primitive is a better word, because mm-hmm. a lot of people were uh, tribalistic, let's say, in, mm-hmm. the, in, in the sense okay. that they will um, only be part of their tribe. Uh, but the government did an amazing job into removing all these boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, within the last three, four decades, uh, the government of, uh, of Abu Dhabi and the UAE in general started to erase these boundaries and make sure that people kind of mix in. Okay. Uh, they did that in a lot of different ways. One of them is through schooling. So, you know, yes, we have a a high school in our neighborhood, but not just our people or my tribe will be studying in that school. It will be a mixture of people from different tribes. Uh, And then you go even further at some work uh, or governmental organization, you'll see a mixing. And then also uh, in terms of neighborhood or housing, units, you would put a guy from this tribe and a guy from that tribe. So there's a lot of like mixing, I would think intentionally okay. from the government. Yeah.
0: Is there a kind of thing where you can say, oh, he's from that tribe. Like, so yes. he's like that. Like, what's an example? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is
0: the stuff actually, we don't
1: know. I would rather not share because actually okay. I, they, they would be uh, classified as racist. At,
0: it's It would be considered racist. Yes,
1: I, I would think so because right. it was a lot of like... Um, bullying, I would say. Oh, okay. Even as a young kid, it was more, oh, you're from that tribe, then you were better. Right. So it wasn't a friendly thing. <laughs> so it's
0: considered some tribes think they're better than other tribes. Basically. Just yeah, like literally. everyone else in the world, yeah. that they think they're people from a certain neighborhood think they're from a different neighborhood. Um, yeah. That's really interesting. How does that inform as you're growing up? How does that... Do you like you're friends with people from all sorts of tribes? I would imagine and yes, work actually. with people.
1: And that, again, that is intentional. Yeah, like uh, I grew up having friends from different tribes um, from around the UAE and mm-hmm. from around the city, so mm-hmm. from Al Ain to uh, the, the the western region, from et mm-hmm. etc. Uh, but I would say I have a very unique perspective as well in general because I grew up uh, studying in an all boys, all Emiratis. Ah, okay. Throughout my school, from primary to secondary to high school. Okay. Um, and so graduating from that and then going to the States was a complete shock uh, to my system.
0: <laughs> that must have been something else. Okay. So yeah. you went from an all-boys high school to where did you where did you study? I actually went first to Colorado. Okay. And then I moved to Pennsylvania. Okay. So you studied at where in Pennsylvania?
1: In a, uh, uh, a little city called Erie, Pennsylvania. Yep. Yep, located yep. right on Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. Um, titled The Snowiest City in the US. Oh my gosh. Just to give yourself a little <laughs> bit
0: more of a shock. Yeah. So now you're going to school with women.
1: That's yeah, that's a good but also like different diverse group of, groups yeah. of people. Actually, it wasn't so diverse. Erie was mostly white people. I would say it's pretty white right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm not from not too far away from there in okay. Canada. We used to get their TV station. That's how I know Erie, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Oh, I yeah, well, watched all their TV news and all that stuff. Fair enough. So how did you cope with that? Like, did you feel like a complete fish out of water? Did you, were you bamboozled by the women in your class? I don't, how did it work?
1: <laughs> I just didn't know how to, how to react or, or inter- okay. interact with women, which I think is kind of, uh, okay, I, I'm not a psychology major or a sociology major, but I would see a lot of problems here in our society exist because of that we don't know we don't really we didn't grow up communicating with women mm-hmm. unless they're in our family mm-hmm. and then it will be a different dynamic you know what I mean right um, but uh, anyway so yeah moving there for me personally it was a bit challenging okay in terms of communication yeah and so I would stick to my guy friends okay. and not really mingle with other people or other groups of people let's say did you experience.
0: ever come to have any female friends
1: yeah eventually yes okay I think within a year or two, I started opening up a little okay. bit. Uh, I started joining international, um, organ- uh, sorry, student clubs. Yeah, and I became part of the leadership of the student clubs there. Okay. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was leading a club called um, Global Unity okay. in my university, mm-hmm. uh, and we did a lot of um, mixing between international students and American students. And we and so having had that role. I think I was pushed to be more of a translator, to communicate better. So I, it's kind of like, you know, put me in that corner where, okay, it's your job now to do it. Mm-hmm. So try to explain to American students how, uh, you know, people from India, uh, you know, display certain things in their culture. Mm-hmm. How people from Turkey, how people from Saudi Arabia, how, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so we, we used to have these big uh, events. One of them is called International Night. Okay. Maybe different universities had some form of of that uh, event, and you would bring people from different countries. You would uh, share the dancing rituals and the food, and you know, dialogue. It was a fantastic event to put people together. Okay, and everyone would be dressing like I would be wearing my kandura, you know, all the traditional clothing, okay, and so
0: on. So, what do you think having getting to know women and work alongside them and be friends with them? How did that add to your life? Like, what did what was that experience like?
1: I think it broke a lot of the stigma that that we had as, as Imanati men when mm-hmm. it comes to how to treat women and mm-hmm. how, and obviously, like, we're simply like humans, you know. Yes. There's no difference between a man and a woman, uh, and in a lot of ways, it's just that we grow up, you know, requiring these differences because of blah, 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 you know.
0: We have a lot of ideas about, you must build up a lot of ideas about what women are like, if it's a mystery, a complete, I mean... You know, I think half the time I don't understand men either, (laughs) and I've been around them my whole life. It's never going to be 100% easy. Yeah. But when you brought that back, what was it like when you're now back in the UAE? So I think I lived through some,
1: I would call it a very challenging um, um, time in general um, because I went to the States and I was... um, Classified as a as an alien, you know, mm-hmm. officially, mm-hmm. but also people didn't know how to treat me, mm-hmm. and I was always the outsider in the states. And then I come back here after having spent four or five years there, and then now I'm the outsider as an Emirati, ah. and so it created this um, uh, what they call a cultural shock, but the opposite way, reverse cultural, so the re- reverse cultural shock. And so I I, I found myself like in the middle of, of, you know, this, uh, the, the cultures
0: and, uh, yeah. How did it play out? First of all, did you want to leave and go back to the States? I've <laughs> had, I've, I've spoken about this with two or three other, uh, guys who've gone over and they've, they've said the same thing. It was really, really, really hard to come back and not cause they weren't happy to be here, but I guess because your mind has been open to a part of the world. Is that how you felt? Like, how did you feel?
1: Um, I didn't feel that I want to go back. Although when I did go back, I seriously, I kid you not, I felt like I, I'm going back home, even though there is no home there. Right. You know, I have no family living there. Uh, I went there to do an internship, actually, at the United Nations for, okay. the, for the UAE. And I, I, you know, as I went there for the internship, I, was, I just felt like, wow, I'm, I'm back home, you know? Where's, but there isn't anything. Right.
0: <laughs> but I think sometimes when you leave your home, you leave your home. I guess. You know, when you learn to live in the world, you, your home is with you. But, I mean, I've, I've lived here for, that's how I feel. Because I don't really feel at home either. Mm. <laughs> fair, enough, fair enough. People always ask me when I'm going home and I don't know how to <laughs> impart to them. It doesn't really, you know, obviously there's a comfort when you see your flag and when you enter and there's all those things in your heart. But so did you, how did, how long did that adjustment take and how did you sort of deal with it?
1: I think I'm de- dealing with it on a daily basis. okay. I, I don't think I've ever moved on from that. okay. um because you either assimilate with the culture here and you forgot everything that was part of your life right. And for me, I went to the states as a seventeen year old, right. I was very young, uh, and I left the states as a 23, 24 year old and i I, I would say that I grew up there. Yeah. I, I kind of like my personality yeah. developed there who I am who you know, And so I would just be in a. Complete, sh- you know, uh, I would change everything about me basically if I wanted to assimilate to the culture here. Um, and I don't think ne- it's necessarily the best thing to do simply. So I think I just stood my ground and I just said, Hey, this is me. Call me the American okay. or the uh, UAE. Okay. And, uh, and so, yeah, I would be given this nickname, but at the same time, like, yeah, I, yeah, sure. I identify as outside of the group, and I'm, I'm not uh, put that, you know, ashamed of it or whatever.
0: It's kind of you've decided to be your authentic self. You've just yeah. decided, yeah. And when you did that, people respect you for it? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> what happens? Tell me. Um,
1: I mean, people think that I, a lot of people think that I. Uh, what I do is wrong. Okay. Uh, why are you talking like this? Why do you have an accent, you know? Yeah. Speak like this, like we speak in the... Did you
0: try to get rid of your accent, or did it just go... It's just natural. Okay.
1: I don't know. I think over time, I watched some of my videos when I was in the States, and I did have a bit of an accent, but then yeah. with time, by the time I left the
0: States, I think I kind of like, yeah, you know, grew into it. <laughs> well, the world over when you're different, it's a little I bit guess. difficult, right? It's yeah. just a little bit, you know, do you know Kermit the Frog and Sesame Street? And he and It's not easy being green. And I always yeah. think of that when I feel like I'm different. It's just the way it is. Fair enough. Um, so when it comes to Abu Dhabi, um, what are your favorite? Can you just give me like some favorite haunts that people might be interested in? What um, do you love to hang out?
1: Uh, I think I'm somewhat of a... Uh, d- d- You know, some cultures would call them hippies. You know, I I have some some places that I like to go to, just because they're kind of unique. Yeah. Um, And uh, one of them, I would say, one a cafe in uh, Arraha called the Local. Okay. It's 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 a really good cafe actually to chill in
0: with the hair salon in them. Yes, you get your hair done there as well. I never did. Okay. Okay. But the coffee there is uh, absolutely great, and it's always busy, and it's like got a real vibe. Okay, so that's one of your places that you like to go.
1: yeah, and uh, I think in general, um, I would also say it's just, it depends on the day mm-hmm. or um, if, if I'm in a certain neighborhood, if I'm in downtown, for instance, I would go to somewhere maybe in the Nation Towers okay. uh, where there's these cafes that have the view mm-hmm. um, or if I'm out of the city, maybe there, or maybe I would go to Dubai eventually, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it all depends um, on the day or whatever.
0: How about getting outside? Outside. Are you an outdoors type person? Very much, actually. Okay.
1: So what I started to do recently, because of my foreign friends, mm-hmm. they pushed me to do this. Uh, they they grew up in their countries going for hikes and stuff like that, and they never thought of this as a genuine thing to do. You didn't. I didn't. Okay. And I thought you're crazy. like, why are you just
0: walking around? Yeah.
1: <laughs> actually, I grew up with this. My you know family members would comment on, oh, these um, foreigners walking in the mountains. Are they crazy? What are they doing? Um, and so I decided to explore that myself. So I've been taking, for the last three, four years, I've taken my friends to the mountains a couple times a year, to Jebel Jays, to another mountain there called uh, Yannas, and Oman, uh, and for instance. And so we've been going and exploring, and I've been actually finding out that our nature is so beautiful. Mm. Um, and so whoever's listening, I guess, I'm, yeah. I, I would uh, recommend you do that.
0: There is a ton to do in this country. Yes. And since we're not really traveling, there are, I was just reading, there's tombs in Al Ain. I've never been to the Green Mbazara. I think it's, you know, there's so many, very many places. This weekend, I was just down in Al Murfa. It was just beautiful down there. (laughs) It was just the most peaceful place in all of the land. Where do you like to get away in Abu Dhabi if you were going to go away to get away from it all? From
1: the busyness. Yeah. Uh, I would go definitely to the Western region. Okay. Uh, So, Lafra. Okay. Uh, Go to, for instance, Al-Marfa or even further to some some beach. Mm -hmm. Um, Or uh, if you're able to do it, go to some of the islands and just disconnect. Mm -hmm. Do some of the mangrove uh, kayaking Mm -hmm. uh, uh, tours. Um, But also for me, because um, we built our houses in a certain way, that we have, uh, like a lawn and everything. I think staying at the house and staying with my family, et cetera, is in itself kind of an escape
0: yeah. um,
1: from the busyness of the city. Yeah.
0: And how are you, how, what's, what's your sort of fitness lifestyle wellness? What, how are you, how do you live your life that way? Um,
1: so I would say I started my
0: life not doing much
1: when it comes to fitness. Okay. Um, but I did join a, uh, uh, basketball club mm-hmm. as a young kid uh, and which no longer exists unfortunately okay. um, if you were familiar if you if the listeners are from Abu Dhabi they would have known uh, Al-Wahda Mall for mm-hmm. instance mm-hmm. and that is where my club was back in the day um, but right behind Al-Wahda Mall there is still a football club called Al-Wahda Football Club uh, it's one of Abu Dhabi's um, uh, football clubs uh, but they decided to build a mall instead and so they basically you know, uh, the, the basketball journey, of, or my basketball journey basically ended there. And so I've, since then, basically, up until um, uh, going to the States as a uh, college student, I've never done any other sports. Okay. So I wasn't actually particularly healthy. I would say actually I was uh, more on the very not-so-fit people. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, and once I was in the States, I decided, you know, I, I have to explore this. You know, if there is any, you know, time to do this, it would be now. It's perfect. I have no responsibilities. I'm just here as a student. And I started just walking on the treadmill. Uh, that translated to running and then a bit of weightlifting. And eventually I joined CrossFit and so on. And I think ever since then, my lifestyle has been. Just challenging myself to do other things okay. uh, or do new challenges. So I started doing triathlons, for instance, started doing half marathons. Wow. Um, yeah, and now I'm going back to CrossFit, for instance. So, yeah. Okay, so early. you do CrossFit now? Now I do, yeah, I just came back to doing it.
0: it you must, I mean, there's been an explosion in fitness uh, places to work out in Abu Dhabi in the last like four or five years.
1: That's definitely, yeah. Definitely yeah, true.
0: Where do you like to work out? Where do you like?
1: Well, I actually go to one of the um, CrossFit gyms that's best known for this. It's called Vogue Fitness. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's where I go. Okay. I'm not going to say I recommend it yeah. um, for everyone, but it's actually very good. Yeah. But what I would say actually regarding that is I want everyone to be careful with their fitness uh, journeys. Yeah. Uh, just because one sport works for someone doesn't yeah. mean that it's going to work for everyone. And if you've never worked out or you're really, you know, um, just want to explore this and expand on it, I would say start very uh, small. Uh, do jogging or whatever in yeah. the beginning and then once your body is fit enough, do some uh, extra exercises. Uh, what I would finally say about this is working out is not, is not the solution actually when it comes to, for instance, losing weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say it's about a healthy mentality mm-hmm. but... In addition to that, it's also making sure your body is supplemented with the right, um, let's say, uh, collection of vitamins, etc. So if you're feeding your body well, Mm -hmm. if you're going out uh, getting some uh, sunshine or whatever uh, for vitamin D Mm -hmm. purposes, etc., that is sometimes more healthy than uh, working out or exhausting yourself in the gym. From my personal perspective But I'm not a you know fitness professional.
0: No, we've had doctors on the show that say the same thing. Okay. They really can stress your body with these workouts and then sort of, you know, there's people doing all this but not even going outside or spending any time in a park or getting any sunshine. It's not healthy. It's a whole mind-body thing, right? How about food? How do you eat? What's your philosophy?
1: Very good question. Actually, um, so a lot of... Some people would know that I am uh, somewhat of a vegan.
0: Which is very unusual for... Um, MRT, yeah.
1: Yes, actually, yes. I um, I kind of switched up a bit th- that definition. Okay. So here's maybe I can explain a bit about how I became a vegan. Yes, please. Um, so I was okay. So I was in uh, traveling in Europe, mm-hmm. uh, 2017, and there is a group here in Abu Dhabi. Um, they're they're very close friends of mine. They lead a group called End Small Talk. Yes, heard I've of heard of Enzo. Yes. yes, yeah. So shout out, small okay. and small talk. Yeah, um, they so they do these um, uh, group chats, basically, or or um, uh, gatherings where people don't introduce themselves in terms of names. They just introduce themselves in terms of who they are uh, as a person, like yeah. in a deeper sense. Mm-hmm. And so you sit in the group. You don't introduce yourself by name. No small talk. Don't mm-hmm. tell me where you're from. Mm-hmm. Just let's just talk about these, these. I love this, by the way. Deep yeah. questions. Yeah. And so one of the questions was: Watch this doc. Uh, one of the uh, meetings or events was regarding uh, a documentary called What the Hell. Yeah. Uh, you, you've watched mm-hmm. it probably. and they said, "Okay, watch this documentary and come to us uh, for for an event and let's talk about oh, it." Okay. And so I go to this event. Uh, sorry. And, and so I click on the video, the recommended video, um, and I watch it. What the hell? Full documentary. It, I started at 10, 1130, it finished.
0: I closed my laptop and I became a 100% vegan. I, <laughs> I will say God. I haven't watched that documentary on purpose <laughs> because I still want to eat a little bit of meat. And I know that once I watch it, I will, I will stop. It's like a purposeful thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, would say, I would say that I switched... Up, but I, I think uh, with time, I kind of like
0: switched up my style as well when it okay. comes to that. Um, was it, but, it was just in the documentary. It was, it was the, the production process and, the, and what happens to the animals that turned yes. you off at the end.
1: And also the reasoning behind why we eat animals. Yeah. So simply I understood the reasoning and I said, okay, if I could live as healthy as I am, but with a plant-based diet, let's do it. Yeah. And I started doing that. And then I started reading more and more about the subject as I went, as I, uh, as I go uh, along. Uh, I found out that for me, actually, the reasoning, the main reason was because of the environment. I wanted to not be a hypocrite and uh, try to minimize my environmental damage. And so I decided to you know, do that. I started to offset some of my um, carbon emissions, etc., and many more stuff, planting trees. Um, and so eventually I said, you know what? Uh, ha- eating a vegan diet is the absolute best thing you can do. But if you would do that as an Emirati, it's kind of a it's kind of a cultural like suicide, I would say. Because yeah,
0: so what happens to you when you say I'm vegan? What does your family say? When my
1: grandma thinking? would be pissed. My mo- <laughs> my mom would be every day would be complaining like, "Why are you not eating with us? Do you not like my food? What is what is wrong?" Uh, I would go to Eid or like big festivities and they would be like, oh,
0: you won't eat with us? What do you do? So you had to get your own food because there wouldn't be enough vegetables yes. in there for you. Okay.
1: Yeah. Or I would be eating rice and then that would be like a question mark because the rice is cooked with meat, etc. So I decided, okay, let's look for what is best environmentally. Let us let me live day to day eating vegan food. Like before coming here, for instance, okay. I cooked a um, uh, one of those burgers
0: uh yeah, Beyond Burger. Beyond Burger, okay.
1: Yeah. And I had it with a, a vegan wrap, uh, like a bread. And okay, I, you know that was my lunch. Okay. Uh, but if I'm invited for a, an event or if I'm going to my grandma, these are the exclusive. Ex- uh, you know, I exclude those. Like,
0: so you will eat with your family. Will you yes. eat some meat. Okay, fair enough.
1: Just to please them. Okay, we're having a Friday fish uh, grill, which mm. is very traditional. Okay. Uh, let me eat with my mom a little bit. Okay but day in day out i always buy tofu i always buy my rice and you know and my okay. beans so
0: this is what you've had to do i think this is interesting now because you know the idea of veganish and hardcore vegans will say that no no you have to do it 100% but i've always felt like if you do what you do how it's 90% 95% it's good for the environment it's good for you if it's all or nothing then you wouldn't be doing that you would just yeah. go back to your diet but so the rigidity is sometimes I'm sure you get some flack from vegans too if you tell them or no.
1: I I don't really look into that. It's okay. it's everyone to himself. Yeah. Like if if you're going to come at me because of that, it's really it's your problem, yeah. not
0: mine. Did you feel well when you were a vegan? Did you Some people there's been some high profile people lately who've had said they had to start eating. I think Miley Cyrus just said she had to start eating um she had to start eating meat again because she and, and fish because chicken and fish. She just wasn't feeling well. So it it's not for everyone. She had supplements and everything.
1: Um, I I don't know. Honestly, I can't say for her. You felt fine. I was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of my main issues, actually, was not having enough vitamin D. Okay. In my uh, blood, so when I went for a check, oh, okay, I, I, I take my supplements of vitamin B12. I take my supplements of the omegas, etc. Okay. But uh, where's the vitamin D, bro? Yeah. So I got on that.
0: <laughs> so do you take vitamin D? You go out in the sun? Or? I still take vitamin D Okay. as do you, an extra supplement. Do you make sure to get sun as well? But I also make sure to get sun yeah. okay.
1: every day, every other day.
0: Okay. Yeah. So they say that's one of the best things you can do, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're almost done your 100 days of documenting the city. What next?
1: Great question. Uh I will have to let you stay tuned. Okay. There are different projects in, in at play. Okay. Um I just want to determine where to go with the channel next. Okay. And uh, I think I will announce it at the last video. So okay. day one hundred, I'll be like, okay, this is what I'm doing next.
0: Oh, and where can people follow you? Tell them.
1: Oh please. Uh it's uh on Instagram a day with Abdul. You just type it out and you'll okay. find me. Uh, and you can find the links there for my YouTube channel, et cetera.
0: Okay, amazing. Well, thank you so much for speaking to us about all the things. Thank you. Andrea. Feeling like Kermit, <laughs> being a vegan, then kind of vegan-ish mm-hmm. and loving your city. Thank you so much.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
0: That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the livehealthy.ae podcast.